Okay. Uh, we call a meeting to order. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Present. Mr. Kubicki. Present. Uh, we stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. Uh, next, I make a motion uh, for the approval and signing of meeting minutes, the regular meeting minutes of April 11, 2023. Do I hear a second? Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Kabicki? Yes. And now we move on to open forum. Do we have anybody signed in for open forum? I have Mr. Fuchs. I did. Uh, <laughs> hey, real quick, Jack, just. Oh, sorry. Jack, just Jack Fox. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mean I know where you live, but but I want everybody else to know. That's it. Uh, 77 International View Drive uh, in Columbia Township. And Melissa and I have been talking beforehand because I've seen on the county uh, documents that there had been an annexation approved uh, last month by the town by the board of commissioners of property in. Uh, out toward Camp Dennis. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking with Melissa, and Melissa has verified that that's all of the Columbia Township property that was out there. The Board of uh, Commissioners had said on their report that Indian Hills taking over all services for the properties out there. And I recognize that there were stuff that the town of uh, Indian Hill owned. But I just didn't know if that was everything or not. Um, so I've learned it is. Uh, that was one of the big questions I had. I did look at the website. It looks like there was some updating of the website. The weather is working. The weather seemed to be working. The Board of Elections is now a hyperlink for the elections rather than the stuff that was just not accurate. We have a new account rep finally. We're like... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the one thing I would say is, having learned what I've learned from Melissa, the map that has the Camp Denison part mm. probably ought to be deleted. Now that the annexation went through, we'll, uh, that's, we can that's do that. that yeah, we're down by an island. <laughs> yes, we're down by an island. We're down by an island. One fewer island. We'll have to correct the logo. Yeah. Rip one off. Yeah. And, and thanks. And again, uh, on our long-term agenda to go upgrade our websites, I think everybody yeah. liked to upgrade their websites. We had a podcast yesterday with Bridget Kelly, the Hamilton County Auditor, yeah. and um, uh, it was a great podcast. And uh, she's on her goal was to, she said, make great greater. I mean, in other words, we're not taking yeah. it away that it, it works and it's good. So that is certainly on our agenda, but it's not, I don't want to say that it's not a big deal, but it's not with the staff we have Not but it's certainly service. something we're aware of and yeah. i appreciate you making making us aware of the housekeeping issue and, and i thought it was a i thought it was better yeah. i mean i really but. thought it was a nicer way to go for the elections to go straight to the board of elections and have that hyper yeah we, we can't keep up with we always welcome good and suggestions that, those are the uh, issues that i had as questions and uh, i'm going to go pick up my grandkids uh, there you go and so, these are rachel's Rachel's. Okay. Tell so, so I was with this weekend. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Jack. Thanks for bringing I, this up to us. I would like to add a point of clarification on the annexation. So, Indian Hill owned all property along State Route 126, east of Milford, uh, east, northeast. And um, 
it was in there was a section of it in Columbia Township, and then you had Camp Denison, and then you had Sims. So all the Indian Hill owned all the way out to the Little Miami at the Claremont line. And Indian Hill wanted to do some upgrades to some sporting facilities. And so we talked about this last May because the original multi-hundred acre annexation went through then. So Indian Hill did not annex um, anyone who lived in that area in Columbia Township. They annexed land that they owned in his green space. Um, and then there were uh, uh, two small homes next to their wastewater treatment plant that the owner died and the other owner uh, or who inherited it wanted to sell. So Indian Hill picked up those two pieces and then that's the annexation that Jack mentioned that they just, and then they raised the houses. So the major annexation was last year out of Sims and out of Columbia so that they could, they always owned the property, um, but they wanted to control the zoning and not go to the county because Sims goes to the county as we go to the county and they didn't want to have to go to the county on zoning in their in their on their property so they made their property their jurisdiction. Okay, thank you. Have okay. we taken down the signs that we, we go from we Camp Denison? We did. Okay, cool. Okay. Thank you. Right, thank you. Good luck. I drive that way every day and I'm calling the guys to take down the signs. <laughs> All right, uh, now we move on to the fiscal officer's report with Ms. Deacon which is not available um, and will be um, last month's and this month's will be available at the next meeting. Is there a reason why? <laughs> Just curious. Yes, there is a reason why. So, um, Not due last, to us. No, at the last meeting I didn't have a report because there was <clears throat> a statewide problem with the software, okay. UAN software, that has been fixed. However, we're re-inputting all the data that was lost okay. when that happened. Yep. Got it. Totally understand. An entire month. I didn't mean to go put you on the spot. I just meant Not that if there was a little poem behind that. So that's it. So all <laughs> I good. I just didn't feel like doing the report. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I meant. All right. Fair game. Uh, all right. Uh, then we move on to the road superintendent's report with Mr. Frazier. Is there anything remarkable anybody would like to mention or talk about as it relates to that report? I, I would go ahead. Are you going to mention the... Oh, go ahead. I just think um, our crew and the township has done a good job with the gas lights in Ridgewood, replacing it with, and that was part of the NED program. And our crew, I see that they went and checked them and replaced mantles and relit some things. And so, um, taking good care of the Ridgewood residents as part of the program is um, impressive. When we have storms, they they can blow out the lights, and yeah. so we have a, a protocol. And then also, Dustin has on his report that. Uh, we participate every year in Arbor Day, mm -hmm. and so we planted a tree at the I-71 gateway in observance of Arbor Day. Nice. The crews did. And to go to you both your guys' points, Dustin and his crew, it used to be John and his crew, but those guys always are, are a great, bright uh, resource or whatever. I mean, they show well for the entire township, so whenever they're on the job, they make us all look good. Yes. So thank you, Dustin, and your crew. You yeah. guys are outstanding. Hard workers. Yes. Okay, then we move on to the administrator's report with the wonderful Ms. Taylor. Um, I would like to, I was hoping that he was here, but I um, want to um, do a personal thank you to Tom Schramm, who often attends our meetings. Mm -hmm. Tom Schramm lives in Indian Hill Place and uh, was uh, stellar in managing the NED grant to that neighborhood. If we had an award for that program. The, the resident volunteer who helped 
us with the NED grant, he would receive it. So, you know, he often attends our meetings and he learned of a family matter that I had and sent a beautiful note. It reminds me of um, Peggy in your neighborhood, you know, when she sends beautiful handwritten notes and just reminding me, and it was so special, and I just wanted to thank him on, on air, uh, that whenever you're the caregiver, you have to make sure that somebody's caring for the caregiver. So I thought it was beautifully done. I wanted to say thank you to Tom for that. So open today just was a, bi a big treasure and I keep it on my desk and thank you always to Peggy yeah she's <laughs> she's they're just the gold standard all right so uh, I always start out with a shout out to our staff and my goodness this month um, in addition to all the storms that we dealt with through the month high winds and storms uh, the fin grand finale was this Sunday at Flying Pig so I wanted to thank um, you know we work regular hours during the week and then when we have events or we have call-ins for snow and ice or for storms, we work on the weekends as well. We don't then just take off days during the week. We just roll back into the week. So there was a crew of us that was up, including uh, Brian Lamar, at 5 a.m. on Sunday to get started on being ready for the pig. We had a, a shelter in place for a while, and um, uh, we were able to... Uh, bring people into the firehouse who were along Murray who didn't have other shelters to go into so we most people are in the street and don't have shelters we have a big firehouse so it was fun I know Lauren and Chandra and, and you guys brought uh, people into the firehouse so uh, it rained we were soaked we had a blast uh, it was a sea of pink and I know uh, Brian that you'll want to talk about it more but I just wanted to say thank you to my staff who you know w worked all the way through last week showed up all day on uh, most of the all day on Sunday in difficult circumstances standing on your feet and concrete and asphalt <laughs> Sergeant Reed knows uh, for uh, you know from five six in the morning till noon in the this time in the pouring rain and you're yelling encouragements and you're hustling and you're setting up things and taking things down and taking care of everything and then we rolled in here on Monday so um, thank you to them for that um, let's see there's any major updates that I want to hit okay so um, annually Hamilton County stormwater district is required as part of a um, national permit compliance uh, for environmental to conduct certain activities related to education about stormwater and um, illicit stormwater discharge monitoring and compliance and they charge an annual fee to all Hamilton County property owners and they held the fee steady again this year at $15.14 per year for each property owner so the total for Columbia Township that will be collected toward these activities is 49900 which is the same that it's been in prior years and uh, the services include uh, public education, pollution prevention, illicit discharge detection and elimination, construction site runoff management, and mapping of storm sewers and home sewage treatment uh, systems, which we actually have been using their system as we're working in the Pear Elm Beach neighborhood for extension of sanitary sewers is being able to identify who has home sewage treatment uh, systems and then who's on uh, public sewer. So that's just an update. And um, our next, uh, so we have, we're two events down in our roster for the year, two really fun ones. So we've completed St. Patrick's Day, uh, freezing temperatures, and then the 
flying pig tailgate, stormy weather. So we've gotten our bad weather out of the way, and we we are earned, we have earned a beautiful, warm, clear day for sure. Saturday, June third, for Margaritaville, and also our Taste of Columbia Township. And we're going to invite um, Cervantes to join us uh, this year as our newest um, bakery, and they also have lunch items and. It's fabulous. So we're going to ask them to join us as well. So look forward to that um, in a month. And the firehouse construction bid we've pushed to June. We were planning on bidding it this month. The masonry structural contractor who has to complete work before the, con the general contractor comes into the project uh, had to push his schedule back. So he's now in early June, and he has to do all the repairs and confirm the details in the plans for the general contractor who's going to do the renovation construction, because if anything changes out of these repairs, then the plans have to be changed on the bid packet. So that slipped a month, but it's still um, exciting to be almost to the finish line on uh, going to construction on the firehouse. And... Um, We're just going to talk the about the, the um, new traffic calming signs. Yes, I actually have, because I have a resolution for the oh, data right. services, I just was going to mention we'll it then, that. but I can, no, no, if you we'll want, we can, that. okay, do it earlier. Um, so I have just two quick things, because we spent a lot of detail in the last few trustee meetings on my report. Um, this is actually something that uh, Sergeant Reed m may mention as part of her report, but um, Sergeant Reed is working really closely with um, us while Lieutenant Neighbor is at FBI Academy. And she has really uh, gone above and beyond just the regular um, services and communication. And uh, she discovered that uh, in working with a, a colleague that our um, radar sign, our radar guns, units. devices, units. I knew the gun was, N can't say gun. <laughs> the N dash radar. So the units are out of date. Uh, and so Columbia Township, as part of the sheriff's contract, provides equipment and vehicles. And so as we're replacing our new vehicles, we don't want to bring dated equipment over. So typically we've been buying you know, new lights, n new s and do striping and other um, uh, packages, and then you guys have computers and such. So she brought to our attention and then brought us a proposal to replace our um, radar units. And it's below the administrator's authority, so I'm going to do it through an administrator's contract so that each one of our vehicles six vehicles will have a new radar unit newest technology and very it's still very affordable and then they'll do uh, the install as well so we really appreciate that one of the things that as many details as we manage with a 1.2 million dollar contract this one escaped me and uh, because it's usually all the other pieces of equipment that we're talking about and so I really appreciated Sergeant Reed that you brought this to our attention and we're going to upgrade them that's awesome. Thank so, you so much. Thank you. I wanted to mention that in my report as well. And then my final, I wanted to sh uh, uh, share that the Business Courier did a double-page spread 
um, with the CEO of Tire Discounters. Uh, and I know, David, you know uh, Chip Wood, the founder, and then you, you also know and I've met with Jamie Ward, the CEO, and they've been together, you know, 30 years building this empire. And the original tire discounters, the flagship or whatever the correct terminology is, in Columbia Township on Wooster. So it was a two-page spread, and I have copies, and I'll, I'll uh, hand them out. Um, and then I have extra copies here if anybody wants them. But it, it, it uh, talks about over the 30 years, the growth of the company and the challenges that they face and how each one of them in the company's leadership is very different, and they're, but they all have the same goal. They want to have an incredible customer experience and they want to grow the company and they want to always be looking ahead at services or products that they can provide as the marketplace is changing. and. What struck me about it is even though this is a company um, you know, in our community that was established its first location in our community, that what they're talking about sounds exactly like this team. It just struck, so I wanted to, to share that for people to read when they're talking about how, you know, what I always call when you and I and, and um, Brian and, and Susan get together sometimes, iron, you know, iron sharpens iron. And sometimes it sounds like, you know, we clash, but, and they were using that same. Yeah, sometimes they were using that same terminology, and but they were talking about so many things that, as I said, just really resonated with me. So the it's a really cool article just for featuring the company and the growth of the company, but it also I think there are lessons that other other companies, other agencies, other people who are interested in leadership and interested in development and progressive development and customer centric development, and that's what we are here at the township. So I thought. They've been taping some of our conversations in here, and they they played them there. And no, it's just that we we are mirroring some of the best practices of phenomenally successful companies, and we do that as a team. And so I just wanted to share that. I've been trying to get them on our podcast. Yes, and a, lot, a lot of times they're publicity shy, so that's encouraging. I'll have to reach yeah, out they're to them. they're so. I know that they're very busy, but and, I'll, and I'll I'll pass these out after and, the, and the meeting quote, so that you can take them home. And the quote I think it was Don Henley said about Clan Fry too. The Eagles when they broke up, he said, "Tell me," and then they got back together is tell me a productive relationship you ever had where you all agreed on everything. So <laughs> it's okay to disagree occasionally, as long as you all respect and trust each other. Oh boy. <laughs> Leave that for a podcast, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on. Are we done with the administration? I am done. Thank okay. you. Okay. There we go. Then we move on to um, the economic development report. Mr. Montgomery that will be back here in July to talk mm -hmm. about that. And so we move on to the police report with the wonderful, legendary Sergeant Reed. Uh, the only thing that I really had was basically just to circle back to what uh, Melissa Taylor mentioned about the, um, the radar units. I was just so pleased when I brought it to her attention and she was willing to uh, take the quote and look at it and then to provide us with the equipment that we need. That is really a big deal. Uh, to have the tools that you need in that job and you know with summer months coming and people tend to drive faster it's just going to be so nice to have that uh, that extra tool to be able to slow speeders down so thank you so much for that really appreciate it other than that um, I got to see your tailgate uh, function another person in the rain out. for seven hours <laughs> and I will have to say that um, 
you know, I wanted one of those t-shirts because I was just so proud to be there and to see how you Thank guys you. treated everyone mm -hmm. and cheering everybody on in the rain and uh, Columbia Township is a class act. So did, did you get you. a t-shirt? I sure did. Good, I was going to say, if not, yeah. we, we've got one right there. <laughs> I sure one. Did. They, they won't give me one for some reason, <laughs> but everybody else gets one. <laughs> and that's all I have. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. When David, you did come to the pig, so I, we have to give you a shout out as, yes, as well I, on that. I did. I did. Um, all right. I drove all the way back just to get there. Um, all right. Uh, then we move on to the Little Miami Joint Fire and uh, Rescue District Report with Mr. Lamar. And I always like to acknowledge that we have the chiefs of both of our departments here. Chief Mike Sipsifke from Little Miami Fire District and Chief Denny Meter from the Deer Park Silverton Fire District. So, Mr. Lamar, you're going to report on this. Yeah, not a big report this month, um, which no news I think is good news. I think no news is good news <laughs> with safety services in general. So That's I'll right. It's good. Um, but, I you know, I always say this about every month. I appreciate uh, Chief and his team at the Little Miami Joint Fire District being so involved in the community. Um, I feel like I know the entire team. I see them in the community, and that's really important uh, for our community to see that as well. So I appreciate that. And I wanted to, I've mentioned this before as well, that um, the board from Little Miami Joint Fire District with Ms. Taylor and I are, represent Columbia Township on, we did approve for a new fire engine and a new ambulance. Uh, we won't see those for a couple of years due to backlogs. Unbelievable. But, um, mm -hmm. I, you know, it's due to fiscal responsibility and the tax levy, which our community voted for, at least that part of Columbia Township, that really helped us balance a budget and get large equipment purchases like that, like a fire engine and an ambulance, which are so needed. Um, so I wanted to mention that as well. Yeah, and those will probably last, well, I mean, especially the fire engine, about a quarter of a century probably won't. Yep, 20, 25 years. Yeah, okay. Um, well, that's good news. I mean, that's good news to get that big chunk out of the way. Hopefully we'll see it in the next 36 months. Yeah, there you go. Well, you're right, then. It'll probably last almost 30 years because we'll see it. It's not built yet. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Brian, for the report. Um, and now we move on to the trustees' reports. Mr. LeVar? The, the only thing I want to mention is, the once again, the Flying Pig Marathon. And um, just an amazing event. I'm really proud to be part of it. I wanted to hold up the shirt. It's folded nicely. I'm going to mess it up, Caroline. Um, and would you also thank our two organizers? Yeah. Oh. Absolutely, Chandra, Chandra and Lauren. Um, Incredible. Chandra Boswell works um, in Fairfax. She organizes a lot of events there. We, we share her we with Fairfax. with Fairfax mm -hmm. to take her away. And she's amazing. She's so connected in the community and gets us mm -hmm. great deals. And she works her butt off. And when you get Chandra Boswell, you get her entire family. Mm -hmm. And that is such a key to our success is that um, her whole family comes and works all day long. And I can't thank them enough. Um, and Lauren. Allison obviously also does so much amazing work for this as well, but um, a lot of residents that have never seen a marathon before were there in the rain cheering on um, strangers. Public officials? Yeah, public oh, officials okay. were there. Um, I wanted to, Linda Callahan, who works at the Marymount Players, was there. She had never mm -hmm. seen the marathon before, marathon before, and so I appreciate people coming out in the rain, and it was all smiles. No one was complaining about it. And like you said, we, we provided shelter for a lot of the other people providing water and support for the runners. I think the Sycamore Township was had a water station and another sports team was nearby. And I have a picture of all of them, all the volunteers mm -hmm. and our fire station. So um, we were fortunate to have a place to get out of the rain for a minute and as well as the pig. Um, as you mentioned, Willis, I wanted to also thank Royal Oak Animal Rescue. Yes. 
two years in a row have come down. They're a nonprofit. They're in New Richmond. And two years in a row, they came down and brought a pig for our enjoyment and silly idea. And um, the, some of the runners really love it. A lot of the community loves it. It's a beautiful, friendly pig. like It's like a dog. Sweet. And mm -hmm. so it's a nonprofit. So Royal Oak Animal Rescue, thank you so much. And we want to help them with fundraising. Yeah. Although they bring merch that they sell. Um, one of the ladies... Uh, mother hand knits pigs <laughs> in all these different colors and you can do keychains or toys for kids and they're they're really cute and creative and they they uh, use the proceeds for fundraising but we talk to them because they come back every year and we and runners will stop obviously probably not the first half hour or hour of runners but as the race goes on runners will see the come get a selfie with a swine we have a live pig and they will they'll be running and then they look over and they go you have a live pig and they go <laughs> off the off the race in sometimes in groups and they all go in there and we have you know pictures with them so what we told them is we want to help with something more visible for them even though the pig is away from the noise of the crowd and away from people's dogs and things we want to do something for them fundraising because they've become kind of a partner in this event something more visible that people who are out can know to come in and help um, you know contribute to um, the animal um, rescue and um, care and sheltering so. And I think it's just great because it brings the community together and a lot of people compliment us uh, on just bringing the brand of Columbia Township up a bit and seeing all these people here. And I know even we did the podcast just with Bridget, she mentioned she saw us. And what I love about Chandra and uh, Lauren is they bring the new, the, the side of Melissa out that we rarely see. Uh, the excited Melissa ringing the cowbell. And Dancing in the street. Sharing all the one runs. It's just nice to see people out of just sitting here in these meetings on TV that everybody's real and approachable and likable at, at times. And, um, and so uh, it's just nice to go get involved yeah. in the community. So great job. Uh, Brian, I know you spent a lot of passion and hard work and kind of spearhead and from the township trustee perspective of that event so thank you for all the hard work and effort you put into it and, uh, and obviously thank you to the staff everybody involved it's incredible and even with the rain and the thunder i was coming back from louisville and i called brian thought are we even is this even going on i went there and it was just a slew of people and everything else so it's incredible i think it continues to build every year and i think with the weather getting nicer it's just great so it's good to see us doing things like that and getting the respect mm -hmm. um, from everybody so thank you it was you. one of the thank first you. things that brian did when he yeah. Yeah. came on board wanted yeah. to i mean we're right on the race route and we yeah. weren't we're never really capitalizing it, on it it makes a difference so and it's also seeing some of the business owners and servatis and uh and um scramblers and some other people got involved yep. as well and it kind of introduces their products so from a full mm -hmm. spectrum it brings the community together it brings the brand up brings the businesses in and i just think it's tremendous tremendous so thank you all right uh is that all for trustees reports on Okay. Any questions about the communications? I just want to do a shout out to one more staff member. We have a lot of communications about the pig and other things, but Columbia Township participated in. Uh, we have we received a 15-year award for participating in um, Tree City um, USA uh, as part of Arbor Day, and so one of our staff members, Jim Groen. Uh, 
took off their usual safety gear and dressed up and went to uh, the awards ceremony and is featured in one of our Facebook posts for our participation in that. So I wanted to say thanks. And the, to I know him for that. Into the communications too, but again, we did a, a, a really cool podcast yesterday yes. with the Hamilton County Auditor. She took over from the beloved Dusty Rhodes after 32, 32 years of years. service, mm -hmm. and she's energetic, enthusiastic, passionate, and um, and really, uh, it's a fun listen to understand what how the auditor interacts with our staff, what they do, and um, and how you how if there's questions about property values and what. Well, which come up and how they do it when they make the decisions to go do it by calendar or by building permit so it's for anybody who wants to take a deep dive into what the Hamilton County Auditor feels like what they do and how they interface it's an interesting listen just a little plug on our podcast if you want to take a deeper dive if this at all interests you and can I add to that you sure can I was always always impressed with Bridget Kelly yeah, she's, she's just great a credit to the community and um, so poised and smart and a hard worker. And what I love about what some of the things she was saying is that I think people's perception, even my perception sometimes, is that government is bloated and large and slow and bureaucratic, right? And they're lean. They have half the staff as counties that are smaller than Hamilton County. And uh, it's because of hard work and passion from her and her team. So I think the community should be proud that our auditor is working very efficiently. And what I loved about her too is she's you know she's a pros pro. She's funny and quirky and goofy like me at times when you see her on on the side. But once you get her in the moment when she makes you know her her what I want to say her catchphrase was I'm going to make what was great greater. That's her objective. She's highly intelligent. Which is I go look at you know some of the national leadership. You walk in and people criticize and say nothing was here until I got here. And I just thought her style of saying Dusty Rhodes was great. My objective is to make it even greater. Yep. And I thought that was very clever of. You, you, you see from people that are brilliant and uh, you try to grow from them. So, and, and I think she quite, 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 she sent me some text. She quite enjoyed it as well. So fun little thing, fun way to get the meat, take a deeper dive into the county government. So, and it's makes a good reason why we try to do this is bring the whole county and community together with Columbia Township. And she's certainly very complimentary of us and our team as well. So all good. And we, we love to hear compliments. It's always yeah, worth a listen. Yes. It was a good podcast. Okay. Uh, that we move on to uh, resolutions. We have two quick resolutions this evening. Um, the first, we are going to amend Columbia Township's 2023 annual appropriation resolution. Just a quick uh, refresher. Uh, in July of every year, the board adopts a budget for the following year. So in July of 2022, you passed a budget for 2023 and then in December before the new year begins we pass a resolution that um, allocates all of the funds that were identified to be spent in the budget actually allocates them to all the different line items so we did that in 2022 in December and then when the first settlement came in um, um, through from Hamilton County of the first half of property tax revenues, the new TIF fund that we set up in Plainville for public improvements in the Plainville area, including you know economic development and roads and a firehouse and other projects like that, uh, that settlement included a very small amount of funds, but the first ever funds 
uh, revenue tax receipts that came into that fund, which means we need to activate that fund now that revenues are starting to come in. It's partial revenues. It'll be a number of years, two or three years before we have full revenues for that because taxes are in arrears. So we tonight are amending the <coughs> annual appropriation that we already approved in December to add, and you can see the um, <coughs> Second page at the bottom, we're adding 20 fund 2406, which is the Plainville TIF, and the auditor collects taxes when on. I'm sorry, the auditor collects fees on all of the tax settlements for its uh, costs for processing them onto the communities, and so we have to allocate funds to pay those fees. So, um, do we have any questions on that? All right. So this is a financial. So it's one reading only. Um, may I have a motion and a second to approve the amendment of the Columbia Township 2023 Annual Appropriation Resolution? All motion. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar? Yes. Mr. Yes. Thank you. The motion is in effect. Or, I'm sorry, the resolution is in effect. I was, I'm used to one, two, three, and so my, my uh, trigger didn't, didn't go off. Okay, we, so. We're on it, Melissa. We're three <laughs> steps ahead. Okay, so just want you to know that. All right, so our um, next resolution is a first reading with a dispensing of the second, and so this is where Trustee Lamar mentioned earlier. We've been having a lot of conversations again about uh, vehicle, uh, motorist safety, pedestrian and cyclist safety in the neighborhoods and traffic calming. And uh, let me read the title for this one. Authorizing the administrator to enter into a contract with Traffic Logics for radar speed sign cloud data services and dispensing with the second reading. So uh, for those who um, you know follow our meetings, you may be aware that uh, especially with uh, the, the general quiet that occurred on the roads during the initial year to two years of COVID changed when people started going back to work and it was uh, a different scene, a different pace and a lot of people were still working from home and felt that the uh, traffic was, there were people speeding, people rolling through stop signs and not obeying crosswalks and things like that. So we did a township wide speed study and uh, there was uh, through TEC, our transportation engineer and I've shared the results of that. We've talked about that over the past year. One of the first recommendations for traffic calming, which is tied to driver behavior. So uh, it is influencing, attempting to influence driver behavior uh, through new digital feedback signs. And then the second stage of traffic calming, which we're talking about for uh, next, in some of our neighborhoods are physical barriers uh, because signage that is not dynamic has been found to not work. You know, slow school or slow, uh, you know, neighborhood. So the new dynamic signs that have driver feedback flashing when you're over the speed limit and then rewarding you if you drop your speed. Uh, so we had four already in the township in the township wide traffic study recommended, as I've shared before, eight additional ones. We looked at all of these streets. The uh, police department participated us with us in um, pulling all the traffic citation data back for three years. And we actually had uh, um, 
consulting engineers that had were in the field and observed traffic patterns and behavior and such that all contributed to this. So, what uh, I know that that Trustee Lamar wants to talk about as part of this, but this specific request is simply that whenever we have um, software. <laughs> We have to also have cloud data service management. And so these signs read driver speed, and then the software determines what the messaging should be, good job, thumbs up, or slow down, red, flashing. Um, and then it collects that information, and then we use that as part of watching traffic behavior, not license plates, just the speed of a vehicle as we then we can have ongoing monitoring with TEC on the status so of the state has to be uploaded into the cloud previously we had four signs and so it was an administrative contract this year because we have 12 the cost exceeds my authority as an administrator and as an added perk that if we enter into a two-year subscription we can get a discount so I'm asking the trustees to authorize a two-year subscription for traffic logics for our cloud data for the radar speed signs and then the total amount is ten thousand $2,200, which is a savings of $600 over the two years, which is a nice perk. And I don't know if you want us just to, you want to go ahead and do your your kind of your comments about kind of what's next in some of the neighborhoods, or do you want to go ahead and vote and then do that afterwards? So then we'll do it. Okay. So do we have any questions about this? Just a standard contract. We've had this annually before, but now it exceeds my spending authority. All right, so uh, this is a, a f first reading with a dispensing with the second. So may I have a, a motion and a second to um, approve the resolution? A motion. Second. Roll call. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Payton. Yes. May I have a motion and a second to dispense with the second reading? A motion. Second. Roll call. I'm sorry. We're quick. It's only two of us. Susan three. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Mr. Yes. The resolution will be in effect in 30 days. Okay. All right, thank you. Yeah, but so <clears throat> I, I just wanted to mention this is the number one complaint I hear from residents. And um, we've taken some good steps to try to reduce speeding. And it's hard to do. Um, and we're collecting data and we're getting feedback from our sheriff's department. It was what we should do is uh, not just do an emotional decision, we're going to look at data. Uh, data-driven decision and the next phase of this particularly for a couple of neighborhoods will be phase two and I'm just reading your mm -hmm. notes here um, proposes future physical barriers such as more high visibility crosswalks and other potential traffic calming measures and so we'll discuss that over the next I don't know months and yes. longer right so that that will be coming it's a slow process to do that but things are moving and we're collecting data and um, I'm proud of what we're doing well, there's national traffic safety standards. TEC is a large company, and they tap into, they're actually, and I've shared this before, there's national traffic safety institutes at some of the major universities. Texas, understandably, would be a, a, a really big one based on their, you know, their population uh, and the n number of roads uh, and industry and residents and such. But so TEC and, and I, we do drill downs into some of these different um, best practices, what's proven, what works, what doesn't. And as I said, uh, influencing driver behavior comes from immediate feedback to the driver, either reward or punishment. 
and uh, one we are allowed to do in Ohio, which is radar speed signs that provide that feedback. The other one currently we are not, although many other states do allow it, and it is a very effective deterrent, but it's politically charged, and that is traffic cameras. So it's, it's less of a, it's a slow process, so to speak, as it is a recommended phased process. So as each recommended step works or doesn't work as much as we would want, there are then subsequent steps to take, but once you're out of the tools for driver feedback and driver behavior modification, which are, as I said, radar speed signs and you know things dealing with cameras and speed detection and and citations or messages, then you are moving into uh, projects that actually, just like road work, require engineering and design and bidding. So. Uh, high visibility crosswalks, we move into crosswalks where it's not just a sign and maybe standard striping. Uh, there are measures where you can do curb bump outs and um, different um, pavement markings and signage that have been proven to make drivers be more cautious. Uh, and then the nuclear option, so to speak, is that um, in certain areas, and we did the full study, so we already have the recommendations for the locations in certain neighborhoods, uh, but the next level after we do some of the high visibility crosswalks and others, other um, measures is, uh, and, and, and you start to get into very expensive, you know, quarter million dollars type measures for each intersection, is a, a micro roundabout or a nano roundabout. So instead of a typical three-way or four-way intersection that people roll a stop sign and then they just keep going, you know, certain intersections are eligible for these really small, you basically kind of round out the edges. Um, but it, it, as I said, it requires engineering and all of that. So those are, uh, so TEC with the Sheriff's Office help us monitor when we put into place these first measures and then we put into place the second measures and then we make decisions to move on to the fourth. So it's a phased rollout. So it's not government being slow. It's a, a phased rollout because you, everyone cannot go and put micro roundabouts at every intersection. I mean, we, we don't have the money, you know, to do anything like that immediately. So um, I just appreciate it because I know that uh, we have a lot of conversations about safety in our neighborhoods and Madison Place is a really big focus area because there's so much through traffic Madisonville to Marymont um, a lot of side streets cut throughs and then same thing the dynamic where Columbia Township wraps around the city of Cincinnati and we're highly urbanized also Ridgewood mm -hmm. which wraps around Pleasant Ridge and mm -hmm. is a cut through and Golf Manor and so, but they're still our neighborhoods, and so we want to try to implement um, things that help people forcibly slow drivers down, or else they'll run into a, a yard or flip their car or something, you know, then it hurts them versus they think, you know, they just are speeding through. So we're really committed to that, and I know the board has always been very supportive of when we have traffic studies, which cost 
uh, and we're funding the majority of it from the JEDZ because the road funds don't cover all the costs of everything that we need to do with the roads. So these additional studies, we're you know, grateful because of the tool, the economic development tools that we've had. And then the next step after the studies is these, this phased in implementation and those costs as well. And we're working our way through those. And we really do care. And uh, there's a national and even international shift to roads are for transit and for traffic. But they also are for people mm -hmm. and bicycles and mm -hmm. strollers and pets. But mm -hmm. it's it's not something you can just flip a switch and make happen. You have to make um, right. changes in a phased-in process and then let people settle into a new normal and then understand, is it working, how is it working, and then what's next. And so we're always in the what's next. So. It's, it's great to make changes when they do work because the neighborhoods are so appreciative. We really hear about it. Yeah. And I will say that, prior to your point, that it is the number one, number one thing you hear, I mean, just by, if you yeah. have to ask and that speed, it's kind of low-hanging fruit. But equally, there's no easy solutions because when you put a police officer in a neighborhood, mm -hmm. there's just as many critics that don't want them there. Yep. So I just want to make sure we one size doesn't fit all or speed bumps or right. crosswalks or roundabouts meaning it isn't like we can wave a magic wand even if we had the wherewithal or we chose to use our funds to go do it, that it's, uh, it's, that, it's that easy to do because you're going to have people that are going to reach out and not want it. It's, I remember being in a meeting in Madison Place one day and somebody said, no, we should just do speed bumps, speed bumps. And I said, I mean, <laughs> those are the most controversial things. And I mean, we were just in a meeting of 20 or 30 people. I said, raise your hand if you're for them. Half the people raise your hand and raise your hand if you're against them. Half people are against them. Said, "See, I mean, that's what you're dealing with. So, mm -hmm. one size doesn't fit all. Correct. It is the number one complaint. But equally, if you put a police officer in a neighborhood, the number one complaint we would have is we don't want the police in the neighborhood. So, I just yep. want everybody to be aware of that. Well, right. as soon as they leave, it's found. It's not so found. It isn't like, all right, just bring the police here. Okay, then I'll get my phone or ring and say there's too many police in our neighborhood. Right. So, I just want to make sure everybody understands that as well. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's move on the, to the... By the way, the, the two high-visibility crosswalks we had installed, one on US-50 and one on Plainville, mm -hmm. I hear compliments about all the time, and I use both of them all the time. Mm -hmm. So there has been a lot of progress. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it. And uh, do we have that first reading here? Are we doing that, or is that not... Did I miss that? that? Did I... Oh, it passed. Yeah. Okay. I, I get a little confused. Okay. All right, then... Um, I make a motion to approve the payment of bills, bank reconciliation, and financial reports. Do I hear a second? I'll second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibbe. Yes. All right. I make a motion to signing of the minutes and resolution. I hear a second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibbe. All right. And I make a motion. We adjourn. Second. Second. Roll call. Mr. Lamar. Yes. Mr. Kibbe. Yes. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, Robert, for coming.